Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. What's up, everybody? Good to see you on this Sunday night after, I don't know if you can call it a semi-uneventful weekend of baseball or what, but um, State gets smoked in their first two games, salvages on Sunday. Ole Miss wins a series that they absolutely had to win. You had one of the, the most fun and compelling basketball games you'll ever watch late last night with North Carolina and Duke and sending Coach K home. So lots to talk about here. And I'm glad that you guys are are with me. So give me one second. Let me uh, get the show out there like I always do. And then uh, we'll get started. As a reminder, if you're watching on Twitter, you cannot comment. So hop on over to either YouTube or Facebook and you can be a part. I'd love to have you. So hop on over to YouTube or Facebook. Just search my name right there, YouTube or Facebook, Michael Borky. And uh, like the Facebook page or subscribe to the YouTube channel. And you can comment. Like uh, like T did right here. You can comment like T did right here, and we'll get to that in one second, I promise, because that's uh, that's a good starting point for us tonight for sure. Uh, but you can't do it on Twitter, so hop on over to Facebook or YouTube. Again, my name is Michael Borky. I'm really happy that you guys are here. Charlie, good to see you, man. I know you were pumped. I know you were pumped about the statement released by Tiger Woods today. I uh, I know you were, uh, as was I. To be honest with you. I, I, I'm not saying I'm not a fan or anything. Like, I I know he's the greatest. I enjoy watching him. I enjoy watching Tiger Woods play. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being that guy. Oh, Tiger's not that good. I'm not being that guy. I enjoy watching him play. I recognize his greatness. I'm I'm very glad that he's given it a shot at the Masters. It makes it more interesting. Uh, But I was in regardless. You know, he... He doesn't make me want to watch the Masters more. I'm always in. So, it's, it's great to see. I'm pumped to see it. He alters... The sport, his presence still at his age alters the sport, but I was in no matter what. So it's great news. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see him. Like it's all good. However, you know, I, I was already turned up to a ten in terms of my Masters viewership. So him being there changes nothing for me because I was already all in. But I'm not doing like Max Kellerman. He actually sucks. No, I'm, I'm saying I was watching him regardless. So just kidding, but yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Just sending this out on uh, on Twitter, and we'll be good to go. And I can't type under pressure. I really can't. That's like the one thing I can't do under pressure. It's, it's type. There we go. It's finally out there. Finally out there. There we go. All right. So we'll just get started with the comments because why not? There's a lot of you in here, and uh, we'll just let you drive the conversation tonight. T and Ole Miss fan says the most bipolar team in America. I don't necessarily know if it's that. Uh, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. First of all, it, criticize when warrant, 
when warranted. Praise when warranted. That is how I approach my job. I think I do it okay. I think I'm pretty good at the radio thing. I think I am. And I believe, despite what some Mississippi State message boards and idiots on Twitter will tell you, I, I am fair, extremely fair to both schools. I criticize Ole Miss when warranted last weekend, and I praise when warranted. Uh, pitching issues, personnel issues, whatever the case may be, lie directly at the feet of the coach. There's no doubt about that. They lie directly at the feet of the coach. But that, So that's true. It's an indictment on Mike Bianco is that they were in the position they were in going into this weekend with starting pitching. That is a him problem. But credit to him for blowing it the hell up. Man, that's what he did this weekend. He blew just freaking blew it up. Completely blew it up. Uh, gave a first start on a Friday night uh, to Delusia. Pitched a freshman on Saturday who, if you guys remember me like four weeks ago, saying that that guy should be on the weekend in Hunter Elliott. And then Washburn on Sunday, I thought Diamond earned another shot. He went ahead and blew the entire rotation up. And despite the the bats being quiet for two days, which is an area of concern, uh, no doubt, because it's not like Kentucky's got a pitching staff that should scare anybody at all. Um, The fact that they didn't hit until Sunday's game, I think, is still a concern because you got deep into a bad bullpen and you mashed the baseball. Uh, But still, he blew it up. And you got three quality starts. For the first time this year, you got three quality starts. Um, so credit to Mike Bianco for for not being stubborn. It could have been very easy. I think I said this to you guys on Wednesday. It could have been very easy for him to just be like, you know what? Let's run it back. Tennessee's really good. What the hell? And instead, he blew it up. Because if you were looking at it objectively, you knew that what they threw out there last weekend, regardless of how good Tennessee is, is not sustainable. You have got to do something different. They did, and looks like they may have found something on the mound. I am not going to let one Sunday game against a bad bullpen um, do like make me believe that the offense is fixed. I'm not going to do that. It should have been a confidence-building day for those guys, no doubt. But there, there are much better pitching teams ahead on the schedule. I will believe that the offense has arrived again um, – when they have a decent Friday night, you know what I mean? That's uh, that's more of what I'm looking for is, um, is it to be more consistent, but if you win a series on the road in the SEC, regardless of opponent, it's an, it's a successful weekend. Uh, Mike Bianco deserves credit for blowing it up and it worked. He pulled the right strings this weekend. It worked three quality starts Winning a series on the road against a team that just beat Georgia should not be diminished. I know I kind of did that, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, It's a successful weekend. It's a successful weekend, no doubt. Parker says, Bulldogs bullpen actually did something today. Yeah, it looks like you've got got your reliever. Uh, First, it was really, really, really good today. State needed that win badly. They needed that win badly, and it's still – this fact blows my mind. It blows my mind that that is Chris Limonis's first win against Arkansas. I, I can't believe that. For all the, the success that Chris Limonis has had at Mississippi State in, in various different ways, the fact that that was his first win against Arkansas is, is mind-blowing. But they needed that game badly. Uh, they desperately needed that game. Goes into extras. Fristo was great, and they, they, they got a win that they needed. The problem for State right now is I, I don't know what the answer is in starting pitching. 
That, that's the thing is, is I don't know what the options or what better options there are. If I were Chris Limonis, I would consider moving Cade Smith up and into an earlier day. And, and I understand the argument, and I've heard it from people that say, well, he gives you your best chance to win a game in a series if you keep him on Sunday. I hear that. I hear that. But don't you want to have Sunday matter? You know what I mean? Um, this weekend may not be the best example, but if you're saving your best starting pitcher for game three of a series, then getting down into an 0-2 hole just for Smith is unsustainable. I don't know. I, I, I hear the argument. I understand that it does give you your best chance to win a game in the series, but at, at some point, don't you want to win a game on Friday or win a game on Saturday that sets you up for a rubber match or possibly even a sweep on Sunday, even though Smith isn't the guy anymore? I mean, there's a reason you start your ace on Friday, right? Because you want to open a weekend with a win. Smith needs to to move up in the rotation. He does. He needs to move up. Please forgive me. I did yard work today, and my allergies are, are just insane at the moment. Um, but they needed that win, and, and Fristo delivered, and, and they got – they salvaged one, which, uh, which they needed. But um, they, they have a pitching problem. And, and this is what I was trying to say to people a few weeks ago – and I was called a stupid old Miss homer and all kinds of crap when I said that fans should alter their expectations for this season when you lose uh, Landon Sims and Stone Simmons, that losing those two arms should change the way you look at the season. And and when I said that, I got, oh, no, it's it's next man up. It's just like Alabama losing a running back. That's what we are. We're Alabama. But no, no. Um, and I'm not saying that state can't win games. I, I'm not saying that either. In fact, that I, I, I'm not counting them out because it would be stupid to count them out. But you guys saw this weekend what I was talking about when I said if you lose a starting pitcher like Landon Sims, it's not next man up. That's not a, a thing in baseball. There, there's how many Landon Sims are there out there? there? There's not many. It's not just like Alabama losing a running back. That comparison is so flawed in logic that I can't believe I'm, I'm even addressing it still to this day. You saw this weekend what I was talking about. Can they still be a good baseball team? Yes, they can. Can they still win a regional? Can they still get hot at the end like they always do and, and prove all the doubters wrong like they have in recent history? Absolutely they can absolutely do that. Me saying alter expectations is not saying the season's over, screw it, they're going to be terrible. That's not what that's saying. But this weekend you saw what I was talking about. You win the series this weekend if Landon Sims is still pitching. This is what I was talking about. Just one guy. You, you, you don't just have next man up when you lose your Friday night ace of that quality. And I would say that about anybody. About anybody. So... This is what I was talking about is this weekend. If that injury, the unfortunate injury doesn't happen, you win the series this weekend. Expectations should be altered because of those injuries, and and you saw what I was talking about this weekend. This is exactly what I meant. Can they still achieve all of their goals? Yes, they can. But if they don't, remember what happened earlier this season. That's all I'm saying. Williams says, hey, Borky, not been here in a bit. I'm more of a football fan than sports. I hear you, man. And that's that's mostly everybody. Uh, 
you know, th- this is a state that that really, really, really cares about baseball. Really, really cares about baseball. However, and this isn't an exact science, right? On our radio show, when I bring up football topics on our show, when I bring football topics to our show, even this time of year, right now, it happened this past week, 10 times the engagement of a baseball conversation. It's not an exact science, I know, but in terms of views and stuff and post-show content and YouTube and, and texts into the show and all that, the football content is still consumed at a significantly higher rate than baseball, even in this state. So I hear you, man. Uh, when in doubt, I think we talked about this last time. When in doubt, when in doubt, talk football. Always, always, always. But anyway, Memphis Rebel, I agree with you. Gaddis as a reliever makes sense. I mean, credit to Bianco. He pulled the appropriate strings this weekend. He had to blow it up, and he did. Uh, I really like it. I think Hunter Elliott's going to be one of those guys um, at by the time his career is over. He's one of one of those guys. He's got it. He, he's really got it. Um, and, and Delucha's got that kind of like screw you attitude, you know, um, the the mentality of a Friday night guy. So maybe this will be it moving forward. Uh, it was a nice win this weekend. I mean, they did what they had to do getting back on track. It was it was a nice series win this weekend, no doubt. William says sports talk is always good. I like you guys. Well, we appreciate you, man. We do. We appreciate you. Memphis Rebel says I just think the offense is in a skid right now and will not be this consistently bad by season's end. But if they struggle in the next two weekends, that will probably change my mind. Um, yeah. So I, I've maintained that because we know that who these guys are and that they can produce in the SEC because they did it all last year. It's basically the same guys, but they got an addition by subtraction with all due respect to the young man by losing Kale Baker last year. I I expect them to be better than this. I'm concerned though. And and you're, you're fair to be concerned while also (laughs) this is not what sports radio is supposed to be. Right. And I know this is live stream. This is different, but like I am supposed to sit here and be like, you know what? Mike Clement sucks. This team sucks. This offense sucks. They don't have this. They don't have that. But I'm supposed to do that kind of stuff, right? That, that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, no, I think there's too much talent there and proven talent. It's not like these these guys were good in high school and they're not projecting well. No, these are all guys that produced at this level. Um, but I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I, I, I can't quite figure out what it is. Maybe they're just in a big slump, and hitting is infectious, and they do miss Kevin Graham. And I think Calvin Harris needs to be in the lineup every day. Figure it out, because right now you've got a couple of veterans in that lineup that that aren't getting it done and are almost a detriment at the moment. It's hard to do with somebody that's been in your program so long, but Harris needs to be in the lineup every day. Back to Tiger Talk, greatest week in sports. Yeah, we get the uh, national championship tomorrow and the Masters this week. Pretty sick. Chase says, I hate to be the guy with the Captain Obvious take, but I think it plays here. State has a pretty good team when they aren't beating themselves. One game, a series has 10-plus walks. That, that's the thing, man. The, the first two games, look, 
I mean, you heard me say it a second ago. I, I'm not exactly thrilled uh, with what State's running out there right now. And I don't think they have many better options. But here, uh, I'm, I'm pulling up the numbers right now, so I, I say them accurately. I saw the stat from Robbie earlier. But on Friday night, Mississippi State had three errors. Johnson gave up five walks in four complete innings. And on Saturday, State didn't have an error. But state pitchers walked eight guys. Stinnett, Tuller had three apiece, and Jack Walker had two. Who the hell are you going to beat when you're doing that? Who are you going to beat when you're doing that? Nobody. And so that's why I would move Smith up. I would move Cade Smith up in the rotation because – I'm gonna, this sounds kind of harsh, but but what have you seen from the first two that makes you believe that they are better options than Smith right now? That's that wasn't that harsh. That's just true. Um, you can't give up free bases like that. And then defensively, Friday was a disaster. You're not winning any series like that. And and to your point though, Chase, and it's a good one. It's things that you can, you would hope, clean up. Right when you're beating yourself it's easier to fix as opposed to your opponent just beating you. So that, that's just, that's bad baseball, man. And again, that's why I'd move Smith up. That's why I'd move him up. Um, and maybe a couple, you know, maybe you can do a guy some good. By by throwing him on a Sunday afternoon as opposed to a Friday night, you know, you know maybe the the relaxed atmosphere lets them settle in and throw more strikes. I don't know, but State beat the crap out of themselves in the first two games of the series. No doubt about that. JP, hey, how about Southern Miss? That was Southern Miss. All right, I've said this for like two weeks now. Southern Miss deserves to be ranked after this weekend. They deserve to be ranked after this weekend. I mean, took it to Louisiana Tech. And now you're getting to the point where they've got to basically win every series. Conference USA doesn't do just doesn't do a whole lot for them. Uh, I know Scott Berry's high on Charlotte, and and you know, you get UAB who's okay, and old Dominion who's okay. But now Southern Miss fans can start talking about what we have to do to host. That's a real conversation that you can start having. Um, and you beat Ole Miss in the midweek, too. You get a, a midweek win over Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Tulane. And now you have this signature series win. That conversation needs to start being had by you guys. I'm sure you're already having it. He said, Eagles, uh, this is JP, by the way, our resident Southern Miss fan here, may very well end the season with two pitchers, top 10 for total Ks. Hall is special. Yes, he is. May have a pitcher more efficient than Sandlin on Friday nights. Nice midweek game in Pearl coming up. Huge game for Southern Miss coming up. Huge game. They should be ranked to start this week. Back to Chase, the state fan says they've had periods of time where they go cold at the plate, have lost on blunders, two-lane scoring, two on a sack fly, for example. But ultimately, our record is a product of a walk-happy pen. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if there is one. 
that's the thing, Chase, is, uh, I mean, unless Lamonis does, <laughs> state fans will like this, kind of what Bianco did and just kind of blows it up and, and starts over for the weekend. But um, the thing is, man, is there ever is there ever a point where you don't think that they'll figure it out? I hate to be like that because you know that that's very like fan message boardy, but it's true. I, I'm just sitting here waiting for them just to the the flip to to switch. Whenever that does come, I'm just waiting for that to come because what in recent history tells you it's not going to happen what what, when it's going to happen I just I wonder when and it's not going to make any sense because you've seen that before this team right now as they currently sit they don't have good enough starting pitching on top of the bullpen not being good enough right now to win any significant baseball games that's the truth but guess what they're going to figure it out until proven otherwise, until they get eliminated, I'm going to sit here and think they'll figure it out because that's what recent state baseball has done. Tell me why I shouldn't believe that this time. Memphis Rebel says, if you told me this time last year that Kemp Alderman would be hitting in the 300s by April, I'd say you're high. They, they've always been really, pun kind of intended, I guess. They've always been really high on on him. Um They're, they're, how should I put this? He is doing what his coach thinks that somebody else that cracks the lineup frequently should be doing. Is that specific enough? Todd says, losing uh, Sims and Simmons and Hunt almost had to make you replace 15 innings a weekend. Exactly. Exactly. Um some some folks on Twitter got really offended by that. It, it's just true, man. It, it, it that's so much to replace. How many teams in the country could overcome that and not skip a single beat? None of them. Chase says they don't have to suddenly get locked down good, but if they can just find a way to not put them out of a game entirely, they can make a run at being a team you don't want to sneak into your regional. I can already tell you, you don't want. I mean. The way they're playing right now, I can tell you, you still don't want that. You really don't. If you're like Arizona State, I don't know if they're any good. I just keep using that as an example. And, and Mississippi State pops up as your two seed, you're pissed. Parker says, State has been pretty solid defensively, so more than anything, I'm glad to see a couple of guys throwing strikes. Like 20 walks and five hit by pitches in the first two games this weekend is just brutal to watch. And it... It puts you out of a game so fast. I mean, you can't really overcome that. What offense on the road in a place like Baum is going to overcome a six to nothing deficit in the second inning? You know, and then for the mentality of hitters, you know, you can tell them all day, "Oh, it's just one swing at a time, one swing at a time." But they know the hole they're in, so so guys start pressing at the plate because they know they're in a huge hole, and it just creates. Such a negative energy. Ramsey's asking if I think Ole Miss has found his three-man rotation. They need to stick with this one next weekend, no doubt. Uh, I've been calling for Elliott to uh, um, 
to be in the starting rotation for a while, for a long while. Um, he's got their best stuff, I think. I mean, I think he's your Friday night ace of the future, so why not give him that experience now? But yes, they need to run this back. They need to run this back. I'm surprised that that Diamond didn't get another shot on Sunday, but yes, I think this is what they need to do moving forward. I haven't ignored a single one. I haven't ignored your comments. Get out of here with that. Um, I'm struggling. Just curious when football season comes, are you going to go back to every morning? No. I won't do any mornings. Um, I've just, uh, my, my workload has increased uh, lately. Um, so I am stretched as thin as I possibly can be stretched during the day. So I will do more, though. I'll do more of these. I'll do Saturday night instead of Sunday night uh, after all the games end. And then I'll do a handful a week. So it'll be more than two for sure. Is it the greatest sports achievement if Tiger wins this weekend? What would be better? Um, what would be better? I mean, after another back surgery, getting in a car accident where multiple bones were sticking out of his legs and he lost some toes, coming back, what, 400 days later and winning the Masters? I mean, it, what would even be in the conversation? Um, what, Mark Kerslick playing in the NFL after beating cancer w- would be up there? But with all due respect to, to him, you know, it's not like he was the best. And, and winning the Masters, obviously, is different than just playing in the NFL. Not to diminish that accomplishment, because he's an incredible inspiration. But uh, him... Um, I mean, I always go back to the miracle on ice, but that's like greatest upset. I don't know if that's greatest achievement. I don't know. Who's going where in the draft? Oh, we'll do a lot of draft stuff coming up. We'll do a lot of draft stuff coming up. I think the uh, the people that have Corral going in the second round, though, I think they're crazy. Feelings on Coach K aside, how much of a treat was North Carolina Duke? Superdome looked banana land. Yeah, man, that was like, I. you guys know me. I, I don't particularly like... Uh, Mike Krzyzewski, I recognize his greatness, though. I think both things can be true at once, right? I, I recognize his greatness in, in, in 42 years, winning five championships, being as consistently good as they have been is incredibly special. Um, I know that Duke paid players, despite everybody in the basketball world talking about that do-it-the-right-way crap. He didn't do it the right way. All that waxing poetic about doing it the right way is exhausting. It's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Because, of course, Duke paid players to go there. Zion went to Duke. Stop. But he did things the right way. But it's college basketball. If you were going to get players, that's how you had to do it. Remarkable consistency. Incredible run. And that game, to be the thing that ended it in that rivalry, was unbelievable. Um, Incredible coaching job from Hubert Davis. Uh, I mean, guy spraining his ankle uh, and just going, you know, Different word, but screw it. What am I going to do? Not play because my ankle hurts? No, nah, man. ACOT? Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, just an unbelievable game. 
And seeing Roy Williams pumped up in the crowd was pretty cool, too. He's so likable. I mean, the contrast those two guys, Kay and him, and the, the likable meters off the charts with Roy Williams and just, oof. anyway. I think that there's been a lot of discourse about Mike Krzyzewski. And there, there's two sides to it. You know, people that hate him or people that love him. And I've seen a lot of, oh, you only hate him because he's successful. Not me, but there are some people that, that are like that. There is a thing that we do as people where we, we hate the successful. Right? We villainize business owners and, and, and the wealthy and, and all that stuff. We hate them. We hate successful people. Kid gets a 100 on a test in class, and he's called a nerd. I mean, it, it's go, it goes all the way down to grade school. But the flip side is also true. So you've got people that, that hate the successful just because they're successful. You know, everybody's got haters, right? I've also noticed a hero worship of the successful. It's like wins or money or power blind us to the kind of people they are. My gosh, do we see it in politics. We hero worship bad people that are politicians. We hero worship them. We put them up on this pedestal despite so many examples of them not only not being heroes, but being corrupt and evil. But yet we put them up on this pedestal. Same thing here. Don't don't just point out the, the haters because you're successful. There's also people that blindly... So support's not even the right word. Worship somebody just because they win. And just because you win doesn't make you worth that. But it's a, a thing that we do. Forgive me for going cowherd. Besides Tiger, who do I like this weekend? DJ. I like DJ this weekend. That's a very, very basic like going out on a limb there, picking one of the best players in the world to win the Masters. Um, no, I like here or Morikawa this weekend. If I was betting money, if I was betting money, um, it would be on one of those two. A-Rise Music says, you can call me Brian, hard to pronounce my band name. But just wanted to tell you I caught the Vandy Tennessee Series live this weekend in Nashville. Got to tell you that ball team is scary, no doubt. Uh, how about that deal on Friday night, though? With the the sticker issue on the bat and Vitello losing his mind because they took a home run off the board because Tennessee was using an illegal bat and Vitello was trying to snatch it from the ump and the ump pulled it away. Here's what I'll say about that. Because I, I know a lot of people turn that into, well, that's why Ole Miss lost. Because Tennessee was using illegal bats. Guys, Tennessee could have been using broomsticks and still beaten Ole Miss last weekend. Ole Miss was outclassed badly. They were. But why has no other program right now in college baseball had an issue with the stickers on the bat? Seems pretty procedural. And boy, if there was nothing wrong, why was Vitello so desperately trying to get that bat back? They're really good. They're really, really, really good. That one. Little opposite way poke in Oxford last weekend on a little half swing off the end of the bat opposite way. Makes you think now, doesn't it? 
Again, Tennessee would have beaten Ole Miss using broomsticks. They were significantly better. But why is it Tennessee is the one with the bad issues? Explain that. Charlie likes DJ. I, I do too. Great months. Ramsey says, Chatney's in a slump versus SEC opponents. I believe he will bounce back. Yarborough, a few years back, did the same thing. Two for 30 at the plate, and he was one of the most consistent batters to ever play here. It's baseball. Hitting is contagious. If he's going to play, he doesn't need to lead off, though. It, it needs to be down in the order. It's a good question for Memphis. How good can Jackson Dart become if he hits his second gear like Corral did when he got with Kiffin? Like, is his ceiling higher than Corral's? Ooh, that's a good question. I would have loved to have seen two things for Matt Corral. I would have loved to have seen what he would have become if it was always Kiffin coaching him. And I don't think people quite understand what he played through last season. After the Tennessee game, I'm telling you, Lane Kiffin was not lying when he said, like, Matt's not practicing. He was getting numbing shots. I mean, he was in, I think it was leading into the Sugar Bowl or after the Sugar Bowl, he was interviewed and he said he couldn't step into throws. It It was painful to step into a throw. That's what he was playing through. I don't think people quite understand. I've seen some NFL analysts Oh, well, he fell off in the second half of the year. It just shows how little research they actually do. Trust me, the teams know that. They're well aware of that. But these guys on ESPN, oh, well, the second half of the year, he wasn't very good. He wasn't practicing. Him fully healthy in year two under Kiffin, I would have loved to have seen what that could become. Does Dart have that ceiling? I mean, people say that. They think that he does. I would caution people. I'm not saying you're saying this. I, I've just I've seen a lot of people say with Jackson Dart, this is a Sugar Bowl team again. Maybe, maybe. Um, I expect them to be pretty good defensively, up front and in the back seven for sure. Linebacker a bit of an issue. Um, but if you're expecting Jackson Dart who, by the way, has not separated yet. It's only been like two weeks of practice, but he hasn't separated. He, based on what I've heard, clearly has more arm talent, but hadn't separated yet. That Altmar is more consistent than him. At least that's what I've heard. Um, But if you're expecting him to take the field and be as good as Matt Corral, I think you're crazy. And again, I don't think you are saying that, but I've heard people say that. Um, that, oh, we're not going to miss a beat with Jackson Dart, I've heard people say. you know Maybe you're not. Don't expect to. Because, number one, this is Jackson Dart's first time in the SEC, for one. He's young. He's really young. He's only, what, played in six games in his career, and it was for a fired coach, or and a coach with a fire, a program with a fired coach and a bad conference and a bad system with a bad roster around him. The kid is raw. He's really raw. He is not going to step in and be Matt Corral right away. Can he with time? Sure. But I I would caution people on your expectations for the quarterback position this season. They can get to that good, that productive. I think Jackson Dark can get there. The raw ability looks to be through the freaking roof. Or as Michael Jordan once said, the ceiling is the roof for Jackson Dark. 
Uh, it, it is, but he's not there yet. Not, not anywhere close. And so some people expect him to just be like, oh, he's Matt Corral. He won't be. I expect this team to run the football a lot and, and rely on the running game a lot, especially early, although the schedule sets up nicely for him. Because one, the offensive line is going to be pretty damn good. They've got a good running back room, but I think it'll it'll be easier to 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 conduct their offense because they don't have as reliable of a quarterback. CJ, do you think State should stack pitching for Saturday and Sunday if the hitting is inconsistent? Let Friday pitchers go thirty pitches, no matter what. You could use him on Sunday. That's an interesting proposition. You know, that's not totally unprecedented. Uh, basically, just starting Friday with the Johnny Holstaff. I, I just feel like that is almost conceding game one of a series. It's just so hard to win series when your back is against the wall and you have to win Saturday and Sunday. You know, it's interesting though. I wouldn't do that. I would move Smith to Friday night is what I would do. But I don't get paid a million dollars to make those decisions. CJ says, huge win for State today. Five SEC West teams are four and five. That's unbelievable, right? Yeah, that was a big win today. They needed that one. It keeps them on uh, on track. It keeps them on track. No, uh, No doubt. I'm tuned in for Masters Talk. Well, you'll get that on Wednesday, I guess, and then Sunday. I've actually got a wedding to go to Saturday. I'll miss some of uh, Saturday's round. But, yeah, we'll do a lot of that Wednesday. Chase says, I thought the same thing. CJ, start with Preston uh, or Preston of K. That's funny. It sounds like a Game of Thrones name. We know what you're saying, though. And go into Augur into Fristo. Just go all in on Friday because Saturday into Sunday is just guesswork in the pen as it is. State moved up 30 spots in the RPI after this weekend. Isn't that funny how that works? Gary's asking, what are the issues with Ole Miss baseball? Is it pitching or is it fielding? What is it? Not pitching this weekend. It was the bats this weekend. But, they, I mean, they won a series. So, um, the the offense is the worry now. It is. I mean, it's just one weekend with your new rotation, but they looked competent enough. Th- this team was supposed to be better offensively. Memphis Rebel says, with State, there is no time where they can – where they say they can't figure it out because they could stay like this and then randomly figure it out in the SEC tourney and find their way into Omaha. Again, I go back to 2018, where an interim coach took them to the College World Series. I mean, they've had bad teams recently make it to Omaha. Like, uh, not good teams have made it there because they just figure it out. It's the damnedest thing. JP says, for Southern Miss, conversation is being had now, as you pointed out, deservingly so. Two more against South Alabama and Ole Miss on the horizon, too. Don't think it's a hot take to say MSU fans are rooting for MSU to Hattiesburg. Yeah, you just you, you got to hope State keeps losing. And you got to hope, I mean, hope State and Ole Miss lose, because I, I don't see the committee giving three host sites to, to this state. But... They deserve to be in that conversation now. And if D1 doesn't have them ranked tomorrow, it's a joke. And I'm not just saying that to, to gas people up. If Southern Miss is not ranked tomorrow, it's a joke. 
Chase is personally a fan of night streams. Good, good. Well, yeah, that's what we'll uh, that's what we'll do moving forward. I, I'm just I'm too stretched thin during the day now. Um, I've uh, I've got all the work to do. So, any scoop on MSU and Ole Miss spring practice? Only secondary stuff, really. Um, you, the people that get to go to state practice seem to be pretty satisfied with the offensive line. And like we said the other day, when, when people talk about this guy's going to replace Charles Cross, stop stop doing that. Don't have that. Don't, don't even know because nobody will replace Charles Cross. He's about to be a first-round pick. You have to be better as, as a unit because if you think that whoever, whether it be the junior college transfer coming in, guy that's already been on roster, whatever, um, nobody is going to step in and be Charles Cross. Nobody. The whole unit has to get better. It wasn't just the tackles that were. The whole offensive line has to get better. Apparently, they feel good about what they've got at tackle. That's what people are, you know, again, I haven't been to a practice at either place, state or Ole Miss. I haven't been to, to either one. Um, but that's the most important thing. Um, they love the, the raw talent at wide receiver, too. Um, even losing Makai Polk, they probably won't have that guy on this team next year but they should have more guys, if that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I'm hearing good things about the offensive line there. And for Ole Miss, uh, like I said earlier, um, if people, again, if people think Jackson Dart just is going to be handed this job, it's not true. And after very few practices, he hasn't separated himself yet. Um, they feel good about the offensive line for the most part. Uh, secondary is really talented. Um, yeah, I need to actually go. I need to actually go. Chase says, it's nice to pour a cocktail, work on my scheduling for the week, and enjoy some sports talk. Appreciate the streams, even if your playoff expansion takes are wrong. You're wrong. You are wearing Masters Green. Uh, that's a, my favorite brewery. And not, not my favorite beer, like the actual brewery itself. It's an incredible place. If you ever go to uh, Asheville, you have to go to the Sierra Nevada Brewery. It, it feels like it's in a little bubble. It's incredible. Um, I agree. Matt's gone in the first round. Yeah, he 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 will go in the first round. Was it just me or was the Arkansas atmosphere this weekend not great? It's almost like it's overrated. Hmm. It's almost like it's overrated. And they're, they're, it's not the best one in the SEC. It's, it's almost if that's true. It's a really nice ballpark. But no, it, the, the, I kind of noticed that too, actually. It's almost like this is what you're... I mean, it's nice, but this is what you're claiming is the best atmosphere in the sport? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Kyle says, Coach K looks like a miserable... <laughs> Charlie says, cheating ass falls. Yeah, man, I, I mean... Why does nobody else have an issue with the stickers on their bats if that's all it was? Why does nobody else have that issue? Why is it Tennessee? Interesting. Chase says, CJ, I've been quiet a few times, and I'm never impressed. The The pull is big of a crowd as anywhere, not named Duty Noble, but I don't think it's a good atmosphere. I was, the atmosphere in Baton Rouge is five times better than the one in Fayetteville. And, like, their most rowdy people are in the hog pen, which is flat, 
and you've got all these chairs, but like it doesn't look like there's that many people because they're all flat. Like there's no elevation. They, they need to fix that out there because there's so many people that sit out there. But like, how the, how do you see? It's just flat, man. It's just like you're sitting on flat ground. There's no way you can see the game. And then you got those jerks waving flags. So on top of the fact that you got Johnny's head in front of you, you got some joker waving a flag. So when the ball's in the air, you can't even see it. Nemes Rebel says, could we see the first two games as a continuation of the competition between uh, Luke Altmeyer, Jackson Dart, and Dent? Well, I'll tell you, it's only a two-person competition. Um, I can tell you that. But um, possible? I, I don't for... I'm kind of projecting here. I think Altmeyer is going... Excuse me. Dart is going to end up separating from Altmeyer eventually. It just hadn't happened yet. But from what I'm told, the talent is evident. The consistency is not. So we get the whole spring, summer, and training camp. I think separation will happen uh, eventually. They also say, I've always thought Ole Miss would be 7-5, and 8-4 and four this year. If the over-under was seven and a half, I'd take it over. Um, I, I think I think they're going to be pretty damn good defensively, at least on the defensive line and in the secondary. And and that could carry them. I, I mean, honestly, raw talent-wise, they might be more raw talented than they were a year ago. There's just no Matt Corral. Changes things. Excuse me. Do you think the crowd this weekend affects LSU? They're 14th in defense. I don't think so. I just think they stink. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just don't think they're very good. I don't think it's the crowd. I think that'll just travel. That they're a bad defensive baseball team, and that's just going to travel everywhere. It's just going to travel. Is it just me, or does it feel like with Memphis coming in Game 1, State fans and players will have a tense pressure to prove it last year as a fluke and come out flat? Uh I haven't seen the lines. I don't know if there's lines out or not, but if that state Memphis line is somewhere in the neighborhood of 14, I would take state. Did you, I mean, Memphis lost their best player and um, yeah, I don't, I don't expect it to go down like that again. Their trip to Arizona is funky though. Their trip to Arizona is funky. Tucker says, this time last year, we had no idea who Makai Polk was. That guy could still emerge and take his role. Exactly, and that's what this offense does. Um, a lot of names in that receiver room are names that you're not familiar with, with the transfers and stuff. But there's real talent there. There's real raw talent that just hasn't been proven yet in, in that receiver room. Ramsey says, I've heard a rumor that Max Chofi's Possibly going to be back next weekend. Have you heard? People have asked about him a lot lately. Um, my question is, what will he look like coming off of that surgery? You know, is uh, is he prepared to to step into any kind of a role uh, after that? You would also consider moving Chat down in the lineup um, and move Calvin Harris and Alderman up behind Elko. Yeah. Yeah, um, something has to give there. I know he's been in your program a long time. 
but something has to give there. If State goes 8-4 and four with a loss to Ole Miss this year, what would they do to Leach, and how would they feel about him? Um, there would be some angst. Losing to Ole Miss three times in a row, there would be some angst. But at that point, you would see, see some clear forward progression. So uh, they should, and I think they would, look past the loss to Ole Miss if if they win eight games and go to like the Gator Bowl or something. Clear progression forward would be significant. And if they go eight and four with the loss to Ole Miss, that means they, they only lost three other games, right? I mean, with Georgia and Alabama and LSU and Texas A&M and Arkansas on the schedule, and Kentucky... Uh, that would be uh, viewed as a successful season. How would you predict them to go if they had Corral on this team? 10-2, 11-1. A uh, healthy Matt Corral is on this team, they would be a contender. They would be a contender. Deion Smith will get eligible, I believe. I believe Deion Smith will get eligible. Um, the thing, Patrick, is they, they could be. They absolutely could be. It's a lot of unproven, though. I mean, Zach Evans has yet to, to play an entire season. Um, Deion Smith hasn't really proved it at the next level, although talented. Um, they should be really good up front, which will help a lot. That offensive line is experienced as hell. Um, it could be. It could be more. Absolutely, it would be more productive than last year's. Um they had a depth issue in a couple of spots on offense last year that got exposed as the season went on, wide receiver being one. CJ, you're right. If State had a good kicker last year, I mean, they beat Arkansas. Yeah, they beat Memphis. So, yeah, see, that that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Robinson from Georgia, big bot, huge receiver. Um, just in recruiting, the the Transfer portal guys, uh, they, they go to places like Georgia, and then th- they look at the depth chart, and they're like, oh, what the hell am I doing here? And so they leave, which helps schools like Mississippi State and Ole Miss get players that they never would have gotten otherwise. He's When I say raw, that's what I mean. He, just, he hadn't proven it yet. But on paper, I mean, that guy should be a huge help in that receiver room based on his pedigree and, and all of the, the measurables and stuff. So that's the kind of a name like Polk, as me- as mentioned earlier, that nobody knows who he is right now, but in an offense that throws it 65 times a game, by the end of the year, you might. Yeah, and I agree with you. I do think he'll, he'll get the extension out to four in a raise. Um, you got to start beating Ole Miss, though. You know, that's that's got to happen. Um and yet, the, the first six games for Ole Miss, my gosh, you're going to get some uh, some early kicks. Or, hopefully, they get buried on the SEC network. So it's like 4 o'clock or something like that, you know? How do I like the World Cup draw? I love the World Cup draw. Love it. Um, I mean, England is of the one seeds, if you will, of the, the first group of teams. They're, what, the second worst? Uh, we would love to have gotten Cutter, right? Of course, but if we had to choose non-Cutter, it would have been England or Portugal. So we got a great draw there. Certainly a beatable team. Um, uh, Iran is is actually, you know, pretty decent. 
it's the example I used on the radio show because we try to make everything go back to football, right? Everything has to go back to football. For the non-soccer fans, I've got to make the comparison. I said Iran is like playing the 2021 version of Western Kentucky. Uh, You're better than them. You have better players than them. You're a better team than them. But they got this quarterback. And last year, for Western Kentucky, it was Zappy. It's not Zapp, by the way. It's Zappy. Who can sling it. And so you're going to have to work for a win. You know what I mean? Like, you see Iran on the draw, and you're like, ah, whatever, of course. We're going to you know, beat the crap out of them. No problem. They stink. No? Not really. They're, they're actually pretty salty. But um, love that. And then just avoiding whales in that final four. But, yeah, this is a group that we should absolutely get out of. Um, England's a beatable one seed. And we'll be healthy. We want the entire... World Cup cycle with the youngest team that we've ever put out there. At no point were we fully healthy. We will be when this comes around. McKinney will be back. We'll be there. I can't wait. And I love how the games don't match up with like a traditional football day. Perfect. Works out perfectly. Yeah, the potential for Heath is there. I think that room might be too crowded for him to be the go-to guy, though. If, if I had to pick anybody to be go-to, it would either be Mingo or Braylon Brown. Predictions for the West team's records off the top of the dome. Oh, gosh. Uh, we'll do that at some point this summer. I'll, I'll give predicted order of finish and all that, I promise. Is there a live chat available on Super Talk? Only the text line. Only the text line. You can text during the show, um, and I will respond to it for sure. Uh, 601-879-4395 here. I'll actually just put it in here for you. 601 601- Eight seven nine three nine five. There you go. Oh, you can uh, you can save it. Oh, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to comment it on Facebook too. But anyway, there you go. Uh, that's as close to a live chat as uh, as you can get right there. So anyway, I'm gonna go watch some basketball. The Pelicans are playing right now. Uh, Big game for us tonight against the Clippers. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. A bit of a long one tonight. Um, Glad you guys hung on. I'll be back Wednesday night. There's no conflict, right? No, I'll be back Wednesday night. Uh, And see you then. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to subscribe. Like the video while you're here. Um, Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.